Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart, with a capital A-R-T. Oh, where's your G? Your jingle. Weren't you going to come up with a jingle this week, Mary? Uh, you know what? It's Fringe Week. I'm going to let them have the light. We'll talk next week. Awesome. How are you, my friend? I'm f- I'm delighted, and I'm very excited about today's show. I am, too. It's like the most wonderful time of the year. It it's is. not Christmas, but it is Fringe time. Yeah. Yes. And we're so lucky to be able to talk to so many fantastic artists from literally all over the world. Hundreds. Hundreds, as they're all coming here to Orlando for the International Fringe Festival, the longest-running Fringe Festival in, in our, our country. country. How cool is that? We we're with, we watched that grow. So we talked to some great shows last week, and then we got to talk to Michael and Alana, the leaders of the Fringe Festival the week before. And today, we want to jump right in mm-hmm. because we want to be able to talk to these uh, this group of very talented actors and wonderful human beings. We've only spent a few minutes with them, but we can tell they're wonderful human beings. Uh, so on the show today, and if I get your name wrong, correct me as we go, okay? So Maria Askew. Simon Mater, Fruta Yellow, oh, I got it right, and Chris Montague, 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 the coolest names of any friend show out there, from Superbolt Theatre London, UK, and um, you guys are from Superbolt Theatre London, but you're actually all from different places, right? Yeah. So let's start with you, Fruta, where are you from? I was born in Norway, and then I moved to Paris when I was 18 and uh, studied with these guys and then moved to London. So you studied in Paris. That's right. Cool. At what school? At the um, International School of Theatre, Jacques Lecoq. Nice. Jacques Lecoq. That's, a, I like that. that's very fun. You did that very good, Mary. I just like repeating <laughs> it. <laughs> Repeat after me. Awesome. And where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Switzerland. I was born in Portugal. Uh, my mom's English. My dad's Swiss. And uh, yeah, I studied in the UK and then Paris as well, where I met these guys. And then as, uh, and at the same time, we moved to London together. Cool. And Maria? I'm British and Ecuadorian, and I studied in the UK and then in Paris, where I met these guys too. Nice. And how about you, Chris? Uh, so I was born just outside of London, Greater London. Uh, I went to Reading in Berkshire for university and then moved to London. So not quite as international. Um, but it's yeah. still exciting. <laughs> really still exciting. exciting. Yeah. To us, it's international. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, did, I lost count, but I'm not even sure how many countries are represented in its entirety with you guys. It's European. A lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. But I have a question. The school that you all met at, what was it about that school that drew you all there? What was it that they specialized in that you have in common? They um, certainly train you in more than just being an actor. They help you become a creative a writer, director, uh, and a theater maker which uh, really equips you and makes you ready to for the for the theater market after the after the school. So you're not just waiting for someone to sign you an agent or a theater. You create your own show. Creating your own work. That's yeah. awesome. Here we are. Yeah. And so Simon, you guys are all professional actors and performers and you take just a little bit of break and come from all of the different places to come together to do the fringe circuit in a variety of places, right? That's right. We've done loads of fringes actually. We've been together for nearly 7 years. Uh, we've done the Edinburgh Fringe a few times. We've done Adelaide Fringe, Melbourne Comedy Festival, Brighton Fringe was a couple of weeks ago and Big hello to everyone who's still doing Brighton Fringe, actually. That's still happening Where's right Adeline now. Where's Adeline in Brighton? Uh, Adelaide is Adelaide. Uh, South Australia. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, Brighton is uh, in the UK, South UK. Wow. 
And and how are the different fringe festivals? Um, how do they compare? Does each one have their own kind of culture and vibe and personality, Maria? Definitely. Some are massive, sprawling fringes. Others are a bit more intimate. Edinburgh is the largest one in the world. Mm. I think Adelaide is the second largest. And that's great for the just sheer amount of artists and shows you see. But smaller ones that are still pretty large have really wonderful communities. And so far, that's been our impression of Orlando, where Orlando Fringe, everyone's been so welcoming, really, really generous with information and enthusiasm. So I think we're going to get to see a lot of shows as well as do our own. Oh, well, oh, wonderful. I love that. I was going to ask you what you thought about Orlando, but you went ahead and answered it, <laughs> that it's really about community, which is really fantastic. So Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park is the name of this show. So Fruita, tell us a little bit about what we would experience when we come and see your show. Oh, it has everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's a really it's a really fun, heartwarming show, which is far more than just a parody. Um, it's called The Jurassic Parks because it's about the Park family uh, from the UK and it tells the story of them and how Jurassic Park brings them to, brings them together as a family. Um, they're dealing with the loss of their mother, who was a paleontologist, and they're having a memorial screening of Jurassic Park, but then they've forgotten the tape, so they end up reenacting the film instead. Um, <laughs> nice. So you're not, you don't laugh at the film, but you laugh at our reenactment of it. Uh, it's very endearing, very silly, and action-packed as well. How did the idea for this come about? Well, uh, we were asked to do a festival, a three-week three, three week run at a festival in London, and we were asked to do a new show, and we'd been wanting to do a film for a long time, and we, we said to ourselves, okay, well, if we're going to do a film, now's the time, but we have to do the one film that is absolutely impossible to stage. Uh, so for a while, it was going to be either this or one of the Godzilla movies, <laughs> and we ended up picking Jurassic Park because it's, uh, it's a favorite of all of ours. It's an incredible film, and it's got a huge following and culture around it, and it, is, it, it was a really fun challenge to, to stage. That's awesome. And Maria, what are the types of things we might experience? Like, I think you guys were saying there's some clowning, there's some dance. Like, what all are we going to get in this one show? Absolutely. It's very multidisciplinary. So you will get dinosaurs. Let me tell you that. Nice. But not only. Uh, it's operating very much on this comedy tragedy line. So we're constantly playing with you as clowns. But also we're going to maybe make you even have a tear or two. Ooh. It's very, very physical because our training taught us a lot about the body and using space and ensemble theater work. So it will be super energetic. There'll be music. There'll be dance. There'll be other kinds of movement and there'll be some singing. There might even be a bit of rapping. So it's a super energetic 65 Your professors are going to be very proud of all of you <laughs> putting all your three, training to work. Yeah, do all three of you rap or is, which one of you is the rapper in the group? Just it's Maria. Maria! <laughs> Unexpected. Wow. I yeah, I know. I would not have guessed that. <laughs> Can you give that. us just a little bit now? Uh... Uh, it's a very West Country rap, so it's to Gangster Paradise without ruining everything, and it's actually about how Jurassic Park is can be read as a feminist film. Yeah. Not the most obvious reading, but that's the sort of thing. So it's like, uh, Mum taught me so much before she died. Biology, technology, how eggs get fried. She showed me how to read. Hammond's Ark, it's a metaphor for patriarchy in Jurassic Park. Oh, <laughs> nice. I love it. You guys are so cool. How long is this show, Simon? Uh, just 60 minutes. 60 uh, minutes. Yeah, it's, it's jam-packed. It's really got a lot in there. We, we work pretty hard for those 60 minutes. And we Did have you have to fun. travel with a lot of props and costumes? Um, yeah, we have quite a few things with us. Uh, we've bought a few things while, while we've been here. 
Um, but the people at the desk at the airport were quite surprised when we showed up. That's, that's for sure. Especially in your dinosaur costumes, yeah. right? Okay, cool. And so you've already had three amazing shows. So congratulations on that. You've got you. four more coming up. And that is on Wednesday, May 23rd at 6.30. Friday, May 25th at 5.30. Grab a drink right after work and come over and see the show. Saturday, May 26th at 3.15. And Sunday, May 27th at 3 p.m., all in the yellow venue. And the yellow venue is at the Repertory Theater, the Shakespeare Theater? The Shakespeare Theater. Shakespeare Theater, great. So why, Fruta, should we come and see this? Why, out of all the amazing French shows out there, why should we buy a ticket to come see yours? I think if you're really into storytelling and theater, um, you should come and see our show. We, we play both with the fourth wall and interact with the audience. If you want to have a good laugh um, and a good night out with your friends or afternoon, uh, indeed, um, then it's, it's a win. Definitely. Great. And how can we find more like on social media or website, Simon? Uh, you can find us on all social media platforms. Uh, if you search Superbolt Theatre on Facebook or Instagram, at Superbolt Plays on Twitter. And if you go on our Instagram, you can see a cheeky little uh, tweet that we, we, we had from Jurassic Park's own Sam Neill, who came to see the show a couple of years ago and really, really enjoyed it. So we put that out the other I'm day. I'm going to add in there for you, Super Bowl Theatre is T-H-E-A-T-R-E, -T -E, the right. theatre, how we spell it in England. So uh, there you go, Super Bowl Theatre. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I love your tagline, 65 million years in the making. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So what is going to be next for you guys? You're well, You said you were heading somewhere to... I'm heading to Colombia and Ecuador to work on a few projects using theatre and doing work in peace building and public health, this kind of thing. So wow. we all pursue lots of different interests and then we come together and use what we've learned to make our next show. So we're all off in different places. So what I'm a fascinating, interesting group of people you I are. Know. What about you, Simon? Where are you headed next? I'm heading back to London. Um, I'm working on a new show that's going to the Edinburgh Fringe in August. Great. And how about you? I'm going to Norway briefly because I directed a show there last year at one of the state theatres and um, I'm stepping in for one of the actors to play at a festival in Oslo. Oh, very cool. And Chris, where are you headed? Uh, so I'm heading back home to London. I've got a summer of uh, street theatre lined up. I work regularly with the company, so a few little festivals all over the place and hopefully up to Edinburgh Fringe to see some shows as well. Nice, wow. Mary. I feel like I need to do more. <laughs> I've got to get out more, I know, Mary. I'm going to go to Kissimmee or something. <laughs> I'll see you the county. Here we come. <laughs> but here's the cool thing. It's what I love about Fringe is that we can go to one place and be connected to people and cultures from, from all over the world. the world. Isn't that awesome? Yes. So, Mary, we got to go see this. I would we got to. We got to figure out a time. But you listeners need to go and check this out as well and meet these talented, amazing artists from different places all over our, our globe. The Jurassic Parks happening in the Yellow Venue Saturday, uh, Sunday, May 20th. Went, Sorry, Wednesday, May 23rd, Friday, May 25th, Saturday, May 26th, and Sunday, May 27th. You and can look tell them, them on that Joshua media. and Mary said hello and that we sent you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Find them afterwards. They'll still be in the dinosaur costumes. Yes. So make sure you <laughs> check them out. Guys, it was a pleasure to meet all of you. Thank you for coming in and talking to us about your show. Thank you for having And us. you've met Maria and Simon and Chris and Fruta here on From the Heart. Listeners, we've got another show coming up. So uh, join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM.
Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery, and we're very excited that today's show is all about the Fringe Festival. We've got another Fringe Festival here with you. Joshua, I'm going to pass it on to you. Yeah, super excited. We just love talking to the Jurassic Parks. What a cool show that's going to be. And on this segment, we're actually talking to three amazing artistic individuals who have three different shows that they're offering up at the Fringe Festival. So please welcome with us uh, Aaron Malkin. Alistair Knowles and Stephanie Morin Robert. And they are with James and Jamesy in the Dark, Bushel and Peck and Thunderfoot. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thank you. We're so happy to have you. So we have a lot to talk about in 15 minutes. So let's just dive right in. Let's start with James and Jamesy in the Dark, the two guys here. So tell us, Alistair, a little bit about the show. Okay. Uh, James and Jamesy in the Dark, it's performed entirely in darkness lit by high-powered spotlights that we, the performers, wear. So the premise is quite simple. Two strangers meet on stage uh, and experience each other for the first time. And having never seen anyone in their existence in the past, this sparks a series of discoveries and questions, such as, who, who, are, who is this other person? And therefore, who am I? Um, previously, all they've done is arrived on stage, placed a chair, and then left. In perpetuity. <laughs> so the... It's from this sort of very simple base that the questions start arising. And similar to uh, uh, Abbott and Costello, there's lots of layered wordplay like who's on first mm. sort of thing. Um, and it's, it's in that, that inky void that the, the comedy and the richness of the show develops. And this isn't the first time you guys have done this show. You guys have done this all over the place and won lots of awards, right, Aaron? That's exactly right. We, uh, <laughs> we've toured the show uh, across Canada, and um, we've done it a bit in the States. And uh, in London, I see. Yeah. Three-time impressive winner in London. Yeah, Most the outstanding show award. in London, best comedy in Victoria, best script in Montreal, and best festival in Orlando. My Ooh, goodness. Cool. That's uh, awesome. Wow. We, uh, last year, we brought a show called High Tea uh, to the Orlando Fringe, and the year before that, a show called Two I for Two. I saw High Tea. I thought you looked familiar. <laughs> I, <that's, yeah. laughs> that was brilliant. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I could tell you. from your reaction you liked it, Mary. Oh, yeah. oh that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so we, we, uh, we have four shows together, and we've been touring for the last seven years and this is our latest creation and we're uh, very excited to share it with the Orlando audiences. So James and Jamesy in the Dark is is the first show we're talking about and that is actually happening on Thursday, May 24th at 7 o'clock, Sunday, May 27th at 3.45, Sunday, uh, Friday, May 25th at 5.15 and Monday, May 21st at 8.30 p.m. I kind of said those in backwards order, but yeah, those you have four more shows coming up. That's right. Awesome. And in the Silver Venue. That's right. Yeah. Right. And the, the Silver Venue is at the Shakespeare Theater, right? Or uh, the, the Orlando Repertory Theater. Orlando Repertory yeah. Theater. The, the large James one, right? James yeah, and James. Yeah, right. That's Bush where I saw Theater. you last year. That's right. Yeah. Same, uh, oh, same I remember your, what you do with your foot every time you serve the tea. It was that ritual of. Movement. Oh yeah, that's that's me. Believe it or not. Oh, I know. I, I remember you. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. You were at the show where I tore my trousers. I might. I came up to you afterwards. I don't yeah. know if you remember. Or not. <laughs> 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 Listeners, you're, we're having a moment right here in, in the studio. Oh, I'm sorry you can't be My here to enjoy it. She's getting all she's upset over blushing. here. So, Aaron, um, you guys uh, star in this show, James and James and the Dark, together. That's but right. then you also have your own one-man show called Thunderbolt. Tell us a little bit about that. Thunderfoot. Thunderfoot. <laughs> That's yeah. what I meant to say. Thunderfoot. <laughs> I, I, uh, it's, a, it's a comedic heartbreaking and, and gripping performance of a child's journey to find out the truth behind his mother's disappearance. 
it's autobiographical. So when I was five, uh, my mom disappeared, and I was told all sorts of stories from the adults in my life about what had happened. But gradually, I realized inconsistencies in the stories that I heard. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I figured out why I hadn't been told a straight story. Uh, so Thunderfoot is a show I've created that involves uh, stand-up comedy, physical comedy, multi-character vignettes, and original songs to take the audience on a fantastical journey into the mind of that five-year-old boy that I was. Uh, as, as he unravels the mystery, um, it's, it, it's kind of a cross between a fairy tale and, and a true story. It's, it's a, a lovely mix that is really from the heart. Was it cathartic for you to write this? It's cathartic for me to perform this show every time. It's, uh, it's the th single thing in my life uh, that has brought me closest to my mother since her disappearance. Wow. And every time I do this show, I imagine what it was like for her. And uh, I get to share those moments with her during the show and with the audience. Mm. So much about theater is emotional connection and empathy, you know, feeling what others may go through. Have you had some interesting conversations with people after this show that oh, have yes. opened some doors for people to feel safe to talk to you about things that have happened in their life? Oh, yes, yes. Um, there's details on the show that I, I'm not going to share right now because they're... Uh, we have to come see the show. Yeah, have to come see the show. Uh, well, I mean, they're, uh, they make a certain sense when we arrive at those details. Uh, and, and to share them now, I, I wouldn't want to do that to your experience at the show. Um, but uh, some of those details... Uh, when people come up to me after the show, there's uh, a bridge that has been um, built between me and them. And uh, we get to share these moments of, of a connection that I, I've never experienced before uh, in the theater work I've done um, because it's sharing something so vulnerable, uh, so personal. And, you know, when I was creating this show, I, w I thought twice about, you know, sharing personal details, thinking, who wants to know about my life? Honestly, the more specific I can be, the more people find connections mm. with their own lives. Mm, and it's truth. been a mm -hmm. really magical experience uh, for me and, and for so many of the people who have seen the show. I love that. And you said you have original songs as well. So you're a songwriter, you're a comedian, you're an actor. Uh, the songs were uh, commissioned by Patrick Kearns, um, uh, a fellow Canadian. Uh, and the audio design was by Adrian Shepard Gowinski uh, from Toronto, Canada. Um, so we worked all together to uh, find ways. Uh, Patrick is just a very talented um, uh, songsmith. So uh, I knew that I wanted to have his, uh, his fingerprint on the show to help uh, kind of the pillars of uh, the, the emotional um, pillars of the show because uh, so much comes out in the songs. And uh, it's reported to me that that's when a lot of people cry. Um, and in my show, I've also had it reported that uh, people haven't had such an experience of crying and laughing at the same time. <laughs> uh, That's the best kind of theater. <laughs> oh. uh, Jamesy and I, uh, Alistair and I, won a Canadian Comedy Award for Best Live Ensemble last year. So I, w I bring those skills into this, uh, this vulnerable show, and the mix is... Uh, I'm just so excited to share it, and I love doing this show. I don't awesome. It. it sounds incredibly intriguing. So go and check it out, uh, Thunderfoot, and it is... Uh, what venue is that in? That's at the Silver Venue. Uh, and there's only three more shows. Really? Yeah. So get your tickets now. Um, you can find out more information about this and James and Jamie in the Dark at jamesandjamesy.com. Uh, the remaining Thunderfoot shows are Tuesday, May 22nd at 6.30 p.m., Thursday, May 24th at 9 p.m., or Saturday, the final show, May 26th 
at 3.15 p.m. Uh, if you don't go through jamesandjamesy.com, uh, you can also get your tickets and information through orlandofringe.org. Awesome. Nicely done. So there is one more piece to this triangle yeah. of artistry and friendship here. And so <laughs> we, have, uh, we have the other uh, piece, uh, the other half to Alistair, right? Did I, did I say that Yeah, that's right? right. Yeah, that's uh, me. Okay, awesome. <laughs> and so uh, tell us about your show. It is called Bushel and a Peck. Yeah, Bushel and Peck is a story about two lovers who try to find a way to coexist in their very opposing worlds. Um, Alistair, my partner, and I met touring the Fringe in Montreal um, a few years back and uh, fell in love while touring the Fringe circuit that takes us kind of across Canada and even here into the States. Um, and when we decided to really commit to our relationship, uh, we also at the same time decided to make a show. Um, <laughs> so as we were kind of negotiating with each other how what, what this relationship would look like, at the time I was living in Montreal, um, he was living in ba- Vancouver, um, it was kind of this negotiation. Okay, what do we do? Okay, I'll move to Vancouver. Uh, now what do we do? You know, where do we live? Okay, we were living in the back of his car at the time. Wow. Um, yeah, romantic. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and then, you know, just uh, that, that tango between two people who are yeah. coming from very different places and how can we build something together? Um, so while we're creating this show that is really hilarious, absurd, it's sweet, it's vulnerable, um, it really stages our performance in that negotiation of, of our two worlds combined. Um, and as we're doing that, we uh, built a tiny house together in Washington State. We, um, and also we were touring the Fringe with different shows, supporting each other that way. And, uh, and then decided last year, exactly a year ago, to uh, have a baby. Um, <laughs> so we were in Orlando. It was a dark summer night (laughs) no uh so we we, and it's so exciting to be back and to to have our baby olive her name's olive uh, with us yeah Yeah. she's so cute and stephanie you were saying she's actually here today with us today Uh, we were going to bring her in here but we're like oh it's not tv so (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh yeah so now we have her back here with us we're performing the show um and, you know, the Fringe Circuit is amazing because it, it allows, we're like a family, all the, all the companies that are touring shows, we're, we're, we're the Fringe family. Mm-hmm. So to have her here, um, it's quite comforting to know that because to come with a newborn baby as a new mom, you know, I'm three months postpartum mm-hmm. and the emotions and the, like, I'm, you know, overwhelmed, all of that. So to have so much support is wonderful. Get to bring all that on stage. And we get yeah. to bring that on stage. And I think that is the, the rawness and the realness and the, you know, the, that's what Bushel and Peck is for us. Yeah. So why did you choose the title Bushel and Peck? Is that going to give too much away if you tell us that, Alistair? Oh, <laughs> so in the creation process, Stephanie comes from a contemporary dance and storytelling background, and I come from a comedy physical theater background. So it was we were trying to find uh, an inroad into something that we would both find compelling and something that we were both excited about uh, as we navigated this route. Uh, and it wasn't till we were wearing our costumes in a quite a fun way. We've got these enlarged shoulders that uh, go reach out the top of our foreheads and put our jackets up. And and discovered these characters that that immediately we thought, oh, this is this is just going to be so fun. No, even regardless of how the show turns out, 
the process is going to be great. <laughs> and uh, then the first time we performed it, we actually won best cast. We got best choreography <laughs> nominations yeah. for best clown. So we were like, oh, oh we got okay, something. We got something this here. Is, this seems to be working yeah. and people are enjoying but, it. But the names, it was, uh, there was something sort of classic feeling about Bushel and Peck. Mm -hmm. These two sort of characters that go hand in hand uh, that are from sort of a different era. Uh, I never really knew what a Bushel or a Peck was. <laughs> I kind of knew a bush. They're both quantities, kind of. It sounds like uh, something you see here about on a farm. farm yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's sort of <laughs> like this unusual question of like, oh, there's this feeling of quirky characters coming together. And I really uh, like that song. Yes. Yeah, the yeah, song's not in the I show. I was wondering if that was a part a of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if that was going to be in the show or not. Uh, uh, it's it is. not. It's, it's our curtain call music. It's curtain call, yeah. Curtain call. We're like, oh, we can't, we can't nail the... Oh, uh, you gave it anyway. away. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephanie, you know, you guys writing this show really about your lives, how they, you know, intersected. Is it just fun for you to revisit that story? You know, sometimes maybe mm -hmm. on your anniversary, you think back of how you met. and all, But every time you go on stage, <laughs> oh, yeah. you guys get to relive that yeah. journey. And yeah. the interesting part is depending on the day and time and where we're at in our relationship or our day, it, it the feeling of the show changes. It's different every mm. night oh, because yeah. we are different people every day. I'm different than I was this morning because, you know, I've showered and had food. <laughs> and um, so it's it's interesting to bring whatever's going on for us on stage and, and experiencing that with the audience is what makes it magical and, and quite You quite are amazing. an actor's actor, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so for, uh, for Bosho Land and Peck and for Thunderfoot, you guys are really playing yourselves. You're telling your stories. What about James and Jamesy in the Dark? Is that, are you guys characters or are you yourselves We're interacting? We're characters, for You're sure. Characters. We are uh, our characters in in the most essential form. These characters that that apparently know nothing, and then by the end of the show, they they know they they understand the world in, in which they exist and each other, uh, right? They and each other, they learn yeah. each other through and through the show. They develop an appreciation for each other, the connection, the friendship, uh, the bond between uh, James and Jamesy, and also with our audience. And this, this it's it's quite a universal appreciation. It's a uh, a recognition or a discovery of self than other than the world. Uh, yeah. Cool. Typical so, du dudes to men We don't have a gender. I mean, we're dudes by virtue of our voices in this show. I, I mm. think uh, we are all we together, uh, totally on a level playing field. And it's it's it, there's a, a real sense of, Weeness at mm. the end of the I show. And, and the fans, fans of James and Jamesy, we've seen past shows. Um, uh, you'll you'll see some of their character traits kind of shine through mm -hmm. in this that. show also. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. So remind us, because unfortunately we're almost out of time, and I wish we had so much more time to dive into you guys as artists, because you're all amazing. But remind us about your show and tell us the venue and the dates and times. So Thunderfoot is at the Silver Venue, which is the Orlando Repertory Theater, the larger venue there, on uh, Tuesday, May 22nd at 6.30, Thursday, May 24th at 9, and Saturday, May 26th at 3.15. More information at jamesandjamesy.com or tickets at orlandofringe.org. Awesome. And Alistair, tell us about your shows. And Bushel and Peck plays at the Silver Venue. That's Orlando Repertory Theater. Uh, Monday, May 21st at 6.45. Wednesday, May 23rd at 6.45. Friday, May 25th at 7.15, Saturday, May 26th at 11.15, that's 11.15 a.m., and Sunday, May 27th at 2 p.m. Great, and tell us about the James and Jamesy in the Dark. Oh, James and Jamesy in the Dark 
is plays again at the Silver Venue. All uh, three shows, Silver Venue. So just come spend <laughs> just the day. Just come hang out at the Silver <laughs> yeah. Venue. Yeah. Uh, Monday, May 21st at 8.30 p.m. Thursday, May 24th at 7 p.m. Friday, May 25th at 5.15 p.m. And Sunday, May 27th at 3.45 p.m. Very Information cool. on that at jamesandjamesy.com. And tickets for all shows can be found at orlandofringe.org. Awesome. Perfect timing. What a fun conversation, guys. Welcome back to Orlando. Thank you. Thanks to so all of you and to Olive. All of you and Olive. <laughs> Can't wait to meet her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys, so much. Well, Mary, this is such a blast. But we have one we have more, one more show, segment. One, one more, more show. segment mm-hmm. to talk to. So don't go away, listeners. Thank you. Come back. Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with my astute, sagacious, and erudite co-host, Joshua Vickery. And today's show is All Shows Fringe. This is our third and final show of this show, uh, dealing with the Fringe show. And why don't you go ahead and tell everyone about our next show, Yay, Joshua? and this is so fun, Mary. This is like our most favorite time of the year, mm-hmm. for sure. We've talked to two, actually, we talked to four uh, Fringe shows already in two segments. And this time, we're talking to the cast of Mutnik, the cast of one of Mutnik. But we have on the show today Deborah Christopher, who is the director of Mutnik, and Bruce Ryan Costella, who is uh, the one-man show, and then Dustin Burton, who is the producer, and they are from Pipsqueak Collective, which is their theater group. So welcome, guys. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Awesome. So I know that you, Bruce, you just told us about this show, (laughs) but now so all of our listeners can hear, tell us a little bit about what we're going to experience at Mutnik. Absolutely. Um, So Mutnik is uh, based off of historical events. So it's inspired by the Soviet space dog program from the late 1950s. So um, Soviet scientists during the space race were uh, trying to uh, beat the uh, U.S. in sending a person up into space. And in an effort to do that, uh, they tried to create vessels that could send living things. And the next best thing to a person in their eyes was a dog. Uh, So uh, this story is about one of those dogs um, it's life as told by the dog in space. So they were all plucked from the streets. So I, I thought that was always just a, a really interesting kind of layer of uh, pathos to add to the story. <laughs> and as the director, Deborah, how do you transform Bruce into a dog? <laughs> and how do you help him move his thoughts from human to canine? <laughs> Oh my gosh, what a great question. Um, so, uh, well, in the beginning, I kind of felt like, you know, since, um, cer- you know, Bruce is a very cerebral person, just like me, and I know that um, I've had a lot of benefit from uh, getting into, like, studying physical theater mm-hmm. and approaching it um, in a way where you kind of, like, build core strength. I was kind of like, I felt like it was really important to build strength through doing yoga. So every rehearsal we had a workout regimen. And um, just to make sure that Bruce could really feel comfortable in his body while he's telling the story that means a lot to him. So Mm, that's cool. And so you had to, so beyond just the thought process, you had to help him kind of transform his body to be able to move around like a 
dog would. Right. Because dogs really live in the moment. So their response time is very quick and they're, you know, they're very um, erratic and spontaneous. So I wanted him to feel like he had access. Isn't there a yoga pose, the downward dog? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did do a lot of downward dogs. <laughs> We're on a roll here, Mary. I just have to say. Yeah. Well, I wondered if that somehow comes into the show. So, it, it could, right? Sure, I guess you could. Sure if not, you could throw there. it in the next one. So tell us, is erratic and spontaneous fit your personality <laughs> in real life? Uh, so uh, a big aspect of the show uh, was just sort of just to, to remind myself um, to live like a dog, um, which is a silly thing to say, but um, I, I think that dogs live with a lot of um, gusto and a lot of bravado. Um, and up to the point, like to, to where I had written this show, I, I was always very um, sort of afraid of creating um, in as much as, you know, you, you, can't, you can't fail if you don't do something. And uh, over the course of conceiving the show, I, I lost three dogs. Oh no! <laughs> uh, this is not. It's it, It's fine. It's life. They, you know that. That's the sad part about furry companions. Is they come and they go. Um, but it over the course of of that, it sort of just made me realize, even in the face of adversity, even in the face of um, hardship and illness, dogs still, you know, act and live with gusto. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that spirit kind of was something that I wanted to motivate in myself, but I, that I also wanted to present in, in the piece as well. So the, mm. the dogs that you had, are there bits and pieces of how you've created your character that are each of them? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. There's it, it, Some of them are, are moments, like recollections. Some of them are just, you know, little personality quirks and stubbornness. But yeah, like I, I and I do think of them every time. So. How can you not? Uh, That's awesome. And so is the, the long beard and the mustache <laughs> normal for you or no. is that a part of the character? <laughs> this is trimmed considerably. I would say I was much more in like Muppet territory prior to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's for the show. It helps. It is for the yeah. show. Okay, very cool. And so do you find yourself sometimes, you know, I, I can't imagine transforming my mentality and my body to, to that of a dog. Do you find yourself sometimes like when you wake up in the morning or just going about life that you're doing dog-like things because <laughs> you've gotten so good at transforming yourself? It's funny because um, it makes you realize the amount of things that you do in your everyday that are already kind of dog things. Mm. Um, and uh, I think a lot of the humor in the show is kind of representative of that. I was just like, yeah, you know, I have kind of had that thought, even if it's kind of gross. Like, <laughs> Nice. So whose idea uh, was this? Was the show Dustin? Was it was it a, a collective kind of a, idea, or when he came to you and said, "I want to do a show about a space dog"? What did you think? Well, uh, Pipsqueak Collective, we we've been together about three years now, and uh, Bruce first finished this script, I'd say, a little over two years ago. And uh, as a member of the company, he he brought it to us and said, "I want to read this for you," and said, "Yeah, let's read it." And he had us all in tears by the end of his first draft. This was over two years ago, and wow. and we we decided this this had to be told. And uh, what better place than the Orlando Fringe? Uh, we've applied with it more than to more than this time, and we finally got in, and we were just we were so ready to do this because we really believe in this project a lot. You mm. know, oh, I can't wait. That's incredible. You know, on, on the last two segments, we met people from all over the world, from Canada, from London, from Norway. 
Is this a show that you guys might want to take outside of Orlando? Absolutely. We would love to try to take it overseas to different fringe festivals and tour the circuit. And we'd really love to. I mean, it's such a beautiful show. And it's universal in theme. (laughs) Absolutely. Everyone can relate to it. Mary, I think that's one of the beautiful things about the Fringe family, the Fringe circuit, is that you can create this beautiful show and have a great run of it and know that it's not the end. Yeah. There are other opportunities out there and other audiences for you to take what, you, what you've what you created. I think that's really beautiful. Yes, and Fringe people tend to be more open-minded and want new experiences. Yeah, totally. And I, I just absolutely love, Bruce, that you said that this theater piece has helped you personally become more brave and, you know, we talk about that a lot on the show, Mary, how theater transforms us mm-hmm. um, without even knowing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a cool thing that you've admitted that through this quirky and fun piece that's also historical, it's really changing you as a person and helping you look at life um, from, a, from a different place. Absolutely. I, I think that's that's a central, I think, as artists, you know, like it, it, that that's central to why we people do it. You know, you, you, you want to, of course, you want to be able to get the crazy stuff out of your head, you know, mm. <laughs> onto, onto paper and, and to be able to rationalize it. But I think it's also, um, it helps in your understanding of the world and, and I think in your understanding of yourself to be able to reflect through your art and, and what you do. So mm. I, that's something I value a lot. When I think of dog, I think of a loyal, playful, curious, childlike. Mm-hmm. What are adjectives that are important to you now now that you've been a dog uh pugnacious is one because it has pug in it no (laughs) (laughs) well done (laughs) um no i think uh the the dog in mutnick is definitely like um resilient um clever um i think uh resourceful is is a really good one too because um over the course of the story a lot happens and i think still the dog manages to to come out on triumphant even mm. even though, you know, life is kind of stacked against her. Mm. <laughs> mm, I love that. Deborah, you know, I've I've seen a lot of one man and one woman shows. Mm. I've seen a lot of really good ones and I've seen a lot of really not so good <laughs> ones. And Mary, if you were in a one woman show, you would kill it. You would be so awesome. You need to do that. You've probably done it before, haven't you? A one woman. I have a version of it. Yeah. Yes. You need to do one. But so, but there's safety in numbers on stage, right? Like you're able to kind of save each other sometimes. So Deborah, how did you as a director help, uh, help him feel safe in being out there alone on that stage? Um, I think um, that's a great question. That is a good question. No. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, you know. I mean, one, I, you didn't let me have any quarter with lines. Like, you made sure that I knew my lines. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was important to me. And I, I think, you know, making sure that encouraging Bruce throughout the process, like, making sure that he knew what he was doing right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, also making sure what could have been improved on. I think just being honest and leaving the lines for communication open, mm-hmm. hopefully enough throughout the process, mm-hmm. helped him feel safer. But, um I think also participating in our, you know, workout sessions <laughs> really developed some trust. So there. he didn't really feel like I did he not was attend alone. Those. Really, yeah. he did not attend. Those. But because he's, you know, yeah. because he's on alone on stage the whole time, so I wanted him to feel like he really had a lot of support throughout the process. Uh huh. So you said that you wanted him to, um, you you gave him honest feedback, and you're very transparent. Were there any creative disagreements along the way? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even waste any time. No. Well, I think, and especially when you're working uh, in a in a so in a collective, when there are many voices in a room, 
inevitably there's going to be things that, you know, I intended this, but we're doing this and then vice versa, you know? So I, I think especially when you're developing new work, if there isn't that kind of dialogue, that sort of interplay, you're not going to, it's not in the service of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, if anything, you're, you're just short selling yourself. So, so yeah. Has Michael Marinaccio given you any um, feedback or uh, assistance in his thoughts? I know he likes to work with artists when they ask. Have you ever asked him? We've, I, I don't think we've got anything from Mike just yet. No. He's excited, He's excited. about the concepts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't really know what to expect, but uh, we're actually going to be at um, the Fringe Family Feud uh, with all the other Fringe Festival people, so uh, he'll what get night? a little taste of it. What night will you be there? Actually, I think it's going to be before this airs. Oh, good luck. It Thursday night, the 17th. <laughs> okay, awesome. So let's actually talk about your times for the show, which are coming up, and you're in the blue venue. And where, where is the blue venue? Remind us. It is in the Shakespeare Center. In Shakespeare? Um, it's okay. it's near the back, uh, near the box office. In the studio theater. Yep. Okay, awesome. Oh, yeah. And so you have four more shows left, Monday, May 21st mm -hmm. at 6, Wednesday, May 23rd at 10.30, Saturday, May 26th at 7.30, and Sunday, May 27th at 11.30. And those are all really great yes. times. You've got some late night, some daytime, some right after dinner time. So Now, the 11.30 a.m., is this suitable for children? It's We're saying PG-13 just because of language and um, just the themes, I think, would be a little bit lost on some children. But if, if you've got a kid that's, I, I think, you know, pretty world savvy, I don't think they wouldn't not appreciate it yeah <laughs> well and it's all but about yeah, you know can parents or guardians have those conversations yeah. if it's something they don't understand mm -hmm. for sure great and so what are what are you most excited about in the when you go out on stage what are you most excited about in this show oh geez um i i think it's just it's been a, a long time since i've been this um galvanized just to do something like it, it i took a break from theater for a minute and then I've been doing shows at a rate of maybe like one per year to like two per year. Um, but I think for this especially, just the opportunity to tell a story that I know inside and out and like that speaks to a part of my truth and also the, to the truth of the people who helped me make it. I think that's, I've, it's just like a fire that mm. I haven't experienced in a while, and I'm very excited to Have you three talked about uh, something at past Fringe, what you might do with this? I, I think we're Short still film in or? the thick of <laughs> actual Fringe. Yeah, okay. we got to get it up first. <laughs> <laughs> but we would love to, yeah, like we would love to keep it, keep this baby puppy, keep this puppy rolling. Uh, yeah. uh, keep this yeah. puppy rolling. <laughs> so don't, you do not want to miss Muttnik. And I love your, your promotion material, support space dog, <laughs> attend Muttnik. A historical uh, conversation about what happened, but a, a fun uh, twist on a little bit as, um, as you take on Bruce, uh, the role of the dog. And I think that's really uh, so fun and as you said really daring and adventurous to kind of take on that role and they're in the blue venue and you can uh, on social media can we check you guys out yes uh you can find pipsqueak collective on facebook you can also go to pipsqueakcollective.com and we're also on instagram oh awesome so instagram website and social media of course you can always buy your tickets at orlandofringe.org um, and so go and check out this wonderful show 
Mary. This has been such a good show today. We went through <laughs> three French shows. And they're all so different and <laughs> mm-hmm. so unique and so special. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes you uh, the Fringe so special. Listeners, if you've never gone, this is the time to go. Absolutely. And please go check out one of these shows that you've heard about today and go and support independent arts. It's super important. Guys, thanks so much for coming. Thank you so thank much you. for Break having Break a leg thank on the rest of your shows. Mary, this was a joy. Oh, I loved it. Listeners, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. We'll and be- come back next week because mm-hmm. we're going to do three more. Oh, my God. It doesn't end. <laughs> it doesn't end. I hope it doesn't. Thank you for joining us on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart.